Hey guys, it's Michelle Collins. Welcome to the Michelle Collins Show. It's my show and I'm thrilled you're here. We're going to be bringing you episodes every single week with different co-hosts, the same usual nonsense, off-the-cuff humor, news, advice, pop culture. I know it's a novel concept for a podcast, but what can I say? I'm an innovator. That's what I do. You'll be getting episodes every week, but if you want to hear daily episodes, you can head over to my Patreon. That's www.patreon.com slash Mishkal, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. I have co-hosts every single day. It's funny. It's loose. It's authentic. I do weekly episodes with my mother. If you're curious as to how someone is made this way, I highly recommend tuning into those and some video content as well, which is exciting. I'm off to contour, but I want you to enjoy this episode. It's fabulous. We adore you and we look forward to seeing you over on the Patreon. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Forever. Dog. You know, I do look cute today. You look great. Right? Look at that. Yeah. Hair. Oh my gosh. Well, what better way to start this week's episode than... By getting a compliment from my beloved Dan Acton. Hi, everybody. It's Michelle Collins. I'm uh, this is midnight snack. It's um, it's just a relaxed week here. We're not doing it. We're not, you know, changing the wheel this week. We are just <laughs> chatting, getting to know each other, catching up. I have up. a lot of new ideas, actually. <laughs> I, I actually, you know, it's funny. I ha- came up with a great idea for something for a website. And Dan has really inspired me because Dan has a product coming out. I won't say what it is yet. But I think that 
like helping you and like, you know, make choices. Yeah. I'll tell you what the idea is after the show. But I'm like, God, maybe I could have like a really successful website that sells stuff. I was like, I could oh, probably do it. You absolutely could. Oh, I you should do that. I actually, when I tell you the idea, I, I don't want to fuck it up here. It's We'll talk after the show. Um, any investors can reach out to me directly on Instagram at Mishcall <laughs> if you want to get in while the getting's good. A at M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. Now, Dan, Acton, hi. What were you going to say? Oh, I was going to say the, uh, they say that the five people that you talk to the most, that's how your life is going to go. So, you know, coming up with like new oh products, God. new ideas, it gets you thinking and gets you like moving in whatever direction. You know, I've never heard that before. Yeah, think about it. I am actually. It kind of does make sense. Yeah. Hmm. Well, anyway, welcome to the show. I am in London, England. I'm in my hotel room. I had, um, it was Thanksgiving. We talked about Thanksgiving uh, a little bit. We didn't at all. Anyways, it's, yeah. it was Thanksgiving last <laughs> It was Thanksgiving last week. Uh, I went to, uh, in a very safe way, before anyone reaches out, I traveled to um, Wales to visit a friend. He picked me up. I took the train back. The train was, when I tell you, empty. There was literally nobody. I paid for first class. Not a soul on my car. It was like truly being famous. It felt great. Um, (laughs) But I went to Cardiff, Wales. Cute town. Don't know if I'd go back, but it was nice. Wow. What was it like? You know, uh, first of all, what was so fun about it, and I I do feel guilty talking about this because I realize that it makes, it's just, I actually don't even want to say it because it's going to make me look like such a fucking asshole, but knowing that I was going to a place I had never been this year in general is always a fun idea anyway. But, you know, my friend coming to get me and just knowing that, oh, there's like a new city and I don't know what it's going to be like. That feeling of excitement felt so normal and good. And it's such a terrible thing to say because I don't want to encourage people to like go on a big vacation or anything. Um, He's the only person I saw. We ate no meals indoors. We were masked the entire time. You know what I'm saying? But that being said, um, it it was a really good feeling. It was nice. You know what I know about Cardiff? What's that? My friend owns a bar here in Brooklyn called Cardiff Giant. It's a great bar. How dare you (laughs) say that to me? Are you actually joking me? Wait, no, 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 no. You're like, you want no. to hear a hilarious thing. My friend in Brooklyn owns, it's called All oh, Mish the Cardiff Giant. It's a bar. And all they do is. No. Uh-huh. Go on. Yeah, Cardiff Giant. But I looked it up. It's a, it's a great bar. They only serve New York alcohol. So that's weird. But it's based off this thing that I think happened in Cardiff. It was a hoax. Oh. That somebody made a huge human body and buried it. And then, like, quote unquote, found it, dug it up, and said, "Wow, look, I found this giant as like a tourism thing." Oh my god! Wait, I gotta <laughs> Google this now. By the way, this is yeah. a, if I ever need to uh, restart my career. Spoiler alert! <laughs> now's the time. I'll bring, I'll bring a shovel. <laughs> now's the time. Yeah, bring some straws for my little nostrils, and let's make this a thing. I'm googling it. Cardiff Giant. That is. There yeah. wasn't there a Simpsons episode where they like also dug something up. Yeah, that sounds yeah, that sounds familiar too. Um, it's funny. There's something called Cardiff Giant Management. Okay, I've googled it. The Cardiff Giant was one of the most. Fa- it's American history in Cardiff, oh, New York. No. Oh, okay. I'm Come on, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> but obviously, I'm going to read this. Uh, whatever. Yeah. Um, okay, you just had you just found a way. You had to find a way to insult me. It doesn't matter <laughs> what country it's in, or you know, I do deserve it. All right. The Cardiff Giant was one of the most famous hoaxes in American history. A 10-foot-tall purported 
petrified man, it's every man I've ever dated, uncovered on October 16th, 1869 by workers digging a well behind the barn of William C. Stubb, in quotes, Newell. <laughs> great, great nickname. Um, He's it, compensating for something. I mean, clearly. I'd be like, who, st- who dug something up? Let me guess, Stubb? Yeah, don't, don't buy it. <laughs> let me guess, let me guess. He was like, we should call all hoaxers Stubbs. <laughs> that would make them feel like shit. You know what I mean? Because hoaxers, you know who? Those like I don't know. There's just something there. You got to put him down. Right. Dan's son not making eye contact with me. We'll figure it out. <laughs> Wait, listen to this. Both it and an unauthorized copy made by P.T. Barnum are still being displayed. Oh, that's fun. Oh, cool. uh, the original is on display at the farm. Oh my god, we got to go. When I'm back in New York, the Farmers Museum in Cooperstown, New York. By the way, <laughs> it's not bad. Uh, not only isn't he bad. Look at that body. He's fully. I oh. mean, he's like, <laughs> he's huge. He sure is. He's like Liam Neeson down there. He's, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's fully erect, but it's like down. It's down and hard. <laughs> wow. Yeah, huh. Circumcised. That's nice. Um, <laughs> unbelievable. I'm swear not the worst. I swear not the worst. Look again. People Google this. This is fun. This is like going to a museum and having an audio he's tour. He's really not bad. No, I swear I would good. talk to him. Yeah. I think oh, he's my sure. type. What am I even talking about? Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> talk to him. I should be so lucky. Um, should I continue talking about this? Cause it's very funny. <laughs> the giant was the, cre- I love all giant news. You know that like it's as a giant, it's just fun to read about. The giant was the creation of a New York tobacconist, not tobacconist. He's a tobacconist <laughs> named George Hull. He, Hull, an atheist, hilarious, de- uh, just says it, decided to create <laughs> okay. the giant after an argument. Oh, at a Methodist revival meeting about Genesis which states that there were giants who once lived on earth. This guy is a fucking crack up. So he goes, yeah, just to troll people. He's trolling. He's one of America's OG trolls and I love him for (laughs) it. He's an incel him and Stubbs. Those are the original incels. The idea of a petrified man did not originate with Hull. However, Uh, during 1858. And by the way, let me stop to just say, I'm sure you saw this story last week of um, them finding that huge silver, what would you call that thing? Like that, that huge. Oh yeah. Yeah. In Utah. Uh, monolith. Yeah. In Utah, yeah, the monolith. Yeah, which yeah. then went missing and now is in <sighs> Romania. Wait, it's in Romania. They now? found one in Romania. That's really cool. Isn't it fun? Wow. I want to know, like, cause they didn't know how it was placed in the rock and then it's gone. And then there was no follow up. Like, is there just like a big slot or what happened? I, I mean, by the like, way, are you going to tell me that there's a, you find a monolith in Utah and you don't hire a guard to watch it? First yeah. thing to do. Yeah, for sure. What is this, Jeffrey Epstein again? I mean, really, the first <laughs> thing you got to do is hire someone to watch the monolith. I'm like, how could they let it go unsupervised even for one second? This could be the connection to an entirely different world. <laughs> Wait, did you see that, like... It was American Airlines or somebody like that. Their their social on Twitter, yeah. they like they were like, "Oh, that's where that went." And they like they used the same kind of monolith to say like seats this, you know, oh, seats funny. 1 through 50 go this way. <laughs> Probably Southwest. They always do that. Yeah, so- Southwest. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. hilarious. I'm sorry. That's actually hilarious. Somehow <laughs> I just opened my phone back up to continue reading about the uh giant. Yeah. And I didn't I don't remember clicking on this, but Wikipedia is now on a wholly different page. I did not click on this for the record. It says Nephilim. Oh, Do you know what that that's is? The bib- yeah, that's the biblical giants. I'm learning so much about my own kind today that I didn't even know, like, <laughs> where have I been? I guess is what I'm wondering. The Nephilim. Like, are, nice, uh, nice bangs, though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, it must be Nephilim. I bet there's like a heat. My mom's going to call to correct me for sure. Yeah. Our mysterious beings or people from the Bible, they are large and strong. It's loosely translated as giants in some Bibles. Uh, some traditional Jewish explanations interpret them as fallen angels. It says, uh, according to Numbers 1333, they later inhabited Canaan at the time of the Israelite conquest. Uh, interesting. Okay, well, let's go back to these giants. Is this boring? I could, this is so, to me, it's fascinating. <laughs> okay, so let me keep reading this though. Hull hired men to quarry out a 10 foot, 4.5 inch long block of gypsum in Fort Dodge, Iowa, telling them it was intended for a monument to Abraham Lincoln in New York. Already funny. <laughs> By the way, That's already funny. funny. Already funny. funny. <laughs> Using Lincoln, the fact that Lincoln is involved with this, you know, Cardiff giant, already funny. Because people would be like, but 10 feet long, but Abraham Lincoln, he's a man of only six foot five stature. And he's going, don't forget the hat. You gotta, you gotta include the hat. That's another oh, two, three right, feet. Ah, right. oh, yes, the hat. All right, make it ten feet, Izakaya, or whoever's carving it out. He shipped the block to Chicago, where he hired Edward Burkhart, a German stonecutter. I knew the Germans would get involved to carve it into the likeness of a man and swore him to secrecy. Funny, funny, funny. This is great. There should be a, a movie made about this. I know, I know. It's so good. Various stains and acids were used to make the giant appear old and weathered <laughs> Ooh, and the giant surface is beaten with steel knitting needles embedded in a board to simulate pores wow wow that's cool yeah um it, that's what women do now that's microneedling basically that's <laughs> there's they do that today it's called microneedling <laughs> during november 1868 hull transported the giant by railroad to the farm of his cousin Stubbs, you knew he was coming in. By then, he had spent honestly not a lot of money twenty six hundred dollars, which in today's money is about fifty grand for the hoax. Uh, for a well, hoax, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. To laugh at these people, what, what did he get out of it, though? Well, we're getting there, but let me also add, yeah. like, I'm sorry, fifty grand for a ten foot long thing of gypsum, a a German <laughs> to carve it and hammer it with needles and acids. And then transporting this fucking thing to Stubbs's farm. When I think about I, it. When I moved from LA to New York, it cost me 10 grand. And that was like a couch and two tables. Like how this is a, this is a steal. Where is Wikipedia getting this? Where did he get the deal? It's what I didn't know. This is a bargain. Okay, hold on. This thank you for teaching me about this. I'm really having a good time. Okay, hold on. Nearly a year later, Newell hired Gideon Emmons and Henry Nichols ostensibly to dig a well, and then October 16th, 1869, they found the giant. Fun. <laughs> okay, I'm going to say something that will be considered um for us woke folk out there including us. I feel like this could be triggering or people are going to get mad at me, but I'm just literally reading a quote from Wikipedia from the year 1869, so you cannot get mad at me, okay? Okay. Ready. One of the men reportedly exclaimed, I declare some old Indian has been buried here. That's what it <laughs> says. I didn't say it. It's a quote. It's a literal fucking quote. So hold on. It could have been a lot worse. Well, I wouldn't have said anything. I mean, that, that is already yeah. like nail biting. I mean, I'm not an animal. Yeah, like I, I wouldn't know, have said a really bad thing. Okay, wait. Yeah. Uh, Newell set up a tent over the giant. This is so funny. <laughs> Me camping. I'd be like, set it up over me, please. You can charge 25 cents to watch me. Newell set up a... By the way, this hotel is going to throw me out. I am howling with laughter about this giant. They're going to be like, um, we've had complaints about room 110. <laughs> Stubbs is in room 109 and he's fuming. 
Newell set up a tent over the giant and charged 25 cents, equivalent to merely five bucks. Again, steal for people who wanted to see it. Two days later, he doubled the price. Now we're talking. People came by the wagon load. (laughs) (laughs) This is the fucking funniest thing I've ever read. This is hilarious. Like, um, Jedediah. Load the wagon up. We're going to go see the giant. Me at 10 bucks a person is all it is. I don't know why this is like coming from a, from like, there will be blood. I keep picturing yeah. Daniel Day Lewis and there will be blood being like, yeah, over there, beyond the oil yards, we got a giant. We're going to go see it. I don't know what the accent is. I'm just, I'm channeling something. Thoughts, Dan. I feel like you went to see something. No, I mean, they came from far and wide, whatever accent that is. Like, something was up. I know. Yeah. Love that movie. Archaeological scholars pronounced the giant a fake. Oh. oh, boy. And some geologists noticed that there was no good reason to try to dig a well in the exact spot the giant was <laughs> 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 This is, like, legitimately the funniest. This has to be the funniest Wikipedia ever. Just, like... Everything about it is funny. Okay, wait. John, I'm reading the whole thing. I don't care if we're here for two hours. John F. Boynton, the first geologist to examine the giant, declared that it could not be a fossilized man. Well, hello, it was made of stone. I mean, really, did anyone poke it with a stick? I mean, even if he was a fossilized giant, he would have something, right? He wouldn't be like gypsum. Yeah. Yeah. He wouldn't be like solid. I want to see his pores. The, The head on him looks a little bit too big. I have to say, the whole thing it looks like a marble statue. This was after Michelangelo yeah. carved David. I mean, this is not like they've never seen a man carved. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Come that's on. True. <laughs> okay. I mean, it's not like he invented this, you know. Um, it's so stupid. It's the idea. <laughs> Statues existed when this thing was found. John F. Boynton, the first geologist to examine the giant, <laughs> also the name of my first gyno, declared that it could not be a fossilized man, but hypothesized that it was a statue that was carved by a French Jesuit in the 16th or 17th century in order to impress the local Native Americans. So that's interesting, actually. They were like, no, that's not a real... I see. Okay, this is funny, because they they weren't sniffing out Stubbs and company yet. They right. thought, oh, they found something. It has some significance. We just, it's like the monolith. We just don't know. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yale paleontologist... Hello, <laughs> I'm already in. Othniel C. March. That's a name... By the way, give it five years. Top boy's name, Othniel, O-T-H-N-I-E-L, examined the statue, pointed out that it was made of gypsum. (laughs) It's like, um, gather around, everyone. I used my poking rod to figure out that this was a fucking statue, not a man. That would be me. Uh, Had it been buried in its blanket of wet earth for centuries, would not still have fresh tool marks on it, which it did. That's what it says. <laughs> Literally having the best time. Can you imagine Othniel rolls in from Yale? Like he's like the most, you know, lauded paleontologist. He gets his own wagon. He comes in by the wagon load. It's him, all the other Yaleys on there, you know, and, um, he literally takes one look at it and it's like, you made me come. Where was this place in New York to fucking <laughs> you made me come all the way upstate to Cooperstown? Oh, no, it was in Cardiff. I'm an idiot. Now I'm the idiot. OK, wait, I'm not done reading about this uh, and termed it a, quote, most decided humbug. <laughs> Such a Yale thing to say. So piece of yeah. shit. Some 
Uh, theologians, I know I said that wrong, and preachers, however, defended its authenticity. Well, you know, it's like when they found like the Book of Mormon, you know what I mean? It's like people want to believe in something so badly. Yeah. Oh my God. Let me tell you, if right now they found some giant buried, I would 100% be like, I got to learn about this giant, like tell me everything. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Oh, I would love it. Like, look at the monolith. You know that that's some staged something and we want to believe. I'm fascinated by it. Like, I don't know if it's that that artist who died years ago that said maybe he would do something like that oh someday. i didn't hear like that nobody... yeah, was his yeah. name son... othniel yeah it was othniel <laughs> stub <laughs> good old othniel stubs okay so wait eventually hull sold his part interest for twenty three thousand dollars wow which is now almost half a million now we're talking now that's money to a syndicate of five men headed by David Hannum. They moved it to Syracuse, New York for exhibition. The giant, I mean, can you imagine what, this is just to show you, like, this is Banksy. This is Banksy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they literally <laughs> just carved stone, and it's like the story around it was so fascinating. And this was like pre-television, yes. okay? These people had nothing to do. <laughs> that they, people were like, holy fuck, I got it. And, and in a way, it is worth that much because of the attention paid to it. Yeah, you could go home, tell your friends. But it's really just like a big guy. Like it's a 10 foot guy. Like it, they didn't put like angel wings or, or like. No, no, no that was the right? Simpsons <laughs> episode like, where they found the angel. You just figured it out. That's oh, what that was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I mean, I felt like they could have been a little more creative just than like he's really big. No, but <laughs> I mean, I like that it has like a biblical backstory and that it was an atheist who was like, I'm going to fuck with these people a little bit. It's just, yeah, it's very funny. Yeah. It's, it's honestly edgy. The more I'm reading about it, it's, it's actually quite, it's really like pushing some boundaries of also just like ethics when it comes to <laughs> yeah, right. stealing money from locals coming by the wagon load. And then also <laughs> this guy, David, but even David Hannum, I mean, they had to know that this was bullshit. The giant drew such crowds that show and PT Barnum offered 50 grand for him which would have been almost a million dollars. When the syndicate refused, he hired a man to model the giant's shape covertly in wax. Wow. (laughs) Sexy. (laughs) Wait, (laughs) hold on a minute. And create a plaster replica. He displayed his giant in New York claiming, what a piece of shit, that this was the real giant (laughs) and the Cardiff giant was fake. (laughs) <laughs> that's funny also funny uh, these are all tr- these are all little donald trump's you know what i mean just yeah, exactly. little trump's yeah. little trump's yeah. lying to everybody as the newspapers reported barnum's version of the story david hannum was quoted as saying there's a sucker born every minute wow huh that's where that okay. line came from that's really interesting uh in reference to spectators paying to see barnum's giant lol and not yours you fucking liar <laughs> yeah, anyway right, right right that's so funny uh since then the quotation has often been misattributed to barnum himself how f- wow you guys dan you unlocked a whole world yeah, here this it's is, amazing this, really- <laughs> this really is like i have to tell you something i i was like a little tired before the podcast today. i was kind of like oh this has completely revolution i want to go for a run and it's nighttime here i'm ready to jog <laughs> Hannum sued Barnum for calling his giant a fake, but the judge told him to get his giant to swear on his own genuineness in court. If he wanted, what? If he wanted a favorable injunction. Hold up. So the judge was like, uh-huh. Well, if you don't want to prove that it's not a fake, wheel his big ass in here and let me see this man fucking prove it. Wheel his gypsum ass in here. I want to see all wheel, wheel that gypsum by the wagon load in here. I got to see it. On December 10th, 1869, Hull confessed everything to the press. And uh, wow, so it didn't even make the year. I mean, that's the same year. 
Imagine how excited people were for those four or five months. I mean, I feel excited. Oh, I know. I'm like, I know. It's so much I'm fun. buzzing from this. <laughs> uh, and on February 2nd, 1870, so like two months later, both giants were revealed as fakes in court. The judge also ruled that Barnum could not be sued for terming a fake giant a fake. Okay. Can I can I read a little more? Yeah. You know, it kind of in a way reminds me of the pig couch a little bit. It's sort of pig couch. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody's like really excited. And then <laughs> it was like revealed to be hours. fake. Yeah. But yet yeah. the value of it shot up because even that fake story yeah. put it into this limelight or gypsum yeah, now light. It's, now it's... <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like famous. I have no idea what gypsum is, by the way. Is it's it like a, wood? It's a stone, I believe. Oh, okay. Right. Uh, hey, Trace, can you Google gypsum for me? I, I'm reading this. Uh, <laughs> it says here, the card of giant was displayed at the... I, by the way, I'm so mad now that I didn't take a picture there and caption at the card of giant. Like, I'm so <laughs> pissed. Like, I actually might have to go back. Honestly, when I left, I was like, well, that was fun. But I may have to travel back. Just I, I'm going to have to find a picture that I haven't posted yet. Um, it was displayed at the 1901 Pan American Exposition. Didn't attract much attention. That's interesting. Uh, Iowa publisher Gardner Cowles bought it later to adorn his basement rumpus room as a, co- wow, how the mighty have fallen as a coffee table. What? Wow. Yeah, that's chic. That's cool. I like it too. And in 1947, yeah. he sold it to this farmer's museum. We have to go. By the way, when I'm back, we, when, totally. when we've been vaccinated, First stop is the Cardiff Giant. <laughs> the owner of Marvin's Marvelous Mechanical Museum, a coin of uh, that I don't like, a coin operated game arcade, has said that the replica there is Barnum's replica. There's three imitators. Okay. In 1876, the solid Muldoon. <laughs> <laughs> it's like so car 54, where are you? Was exhibited <laughs> in Beulah, Colorado at 50 cents a ticket. There was also a rumor that Barnum offered to buy it for 20 grand. One employer later revealed that this was also a creation of George Hall. Wow. He loved. Wow. He really had a fetish for this. The solid Muldoon, not so solid after all, made of clay, ground bones, meat, rock dust, and plaster. Meat. That's keto, by the way. Just so you know. That's That's keto. (laughs) Wait, clay. Let me just clay, ground bones, meat, rock dust, plaster, keto. What were you going to (laughs) say? Well, I wonder if they did that so it was like it would rot a little bit because the other one was like too perfect. Too hard. Yeah. Mm. In 1879, the owner of a hotel at what is now, oof, I'm not going to be able to pronounce this, Taffanock Falls State Park. I hope I got that right. Hired men to create a fake petrified man and place it where where workmen and place it where workmen would dig it up. Again, funny. I mean, so it's really funny. So cruel to the workmen, though. Like, can you imagine? I, that is like so scary. One of the men who had buried the giant later revealed the truth when drunk. <laughs> funny detail. <laughs> funny detail. During 1897, a petrified man found downriver from Fort Benton, Montana, was claimed by promoters to be the remains of former territorial governor and U.S. Civil War general Thomas Marr. Marr had drowned in the Missouri River during 1867. The petrified man was displayed across Montana as a novelty. We need to get, we need to figure this out. Dan, this could be a major (laughs) money-making scheme for us. (laughs) The petrified man. It's so good. Obviously very popular. (laughs) I mean, I would still charge 50 cents per ticket. I'm not out to, you know, make a killing. I just feel like this would be. We could put it where people would discover it in New York City. It would be like up on a tree. Or like, I don't know. Face really down. And my mom years ago, famous story, uh, 
when she lived in Long Island with my dad was they had a window by their kitchen and she was cleaning dishes one day and saw a body in the canal behind their townhouse. Oh my God. And called the cops, called my, well, she couldn't have called my dad because there were no cell phones, but called the police and the police came and like a whole bunch of cops came and they like poked it and it was just a face down mannequin. But it's a funny story. We always laugh about it in the water. (laughs) Why would you do that? What? That's another, that's another prank. Well, I don't know what it is, but there was just a mannequin that floated down this thing, uh, and my mom thought someone had died there. Well, but yeah, this kind—that would be a good place to put a fake body, <laughs> like in the Hudson, but it would sink probably. Mm. Well, we listen. We have so much time to figure it out. We've got the whole year, Stubbs. <laughs> um, hello, Dan. Okay, we, uh, Dan. But Dan, otherwise, how's how's life? Uh, great. I mean, uh, Thanksgiving was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, it was a boring weekend. I was watching The Crown all weekend. I was crowning all weekend. Oh, I've been crowning um, since the 2000s. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't always have to make sense. You know what I mean? Yeah, How was The Crown, by the way? Because I haven't, I've always found it to be just so slow that I don't know if I could get into it. That's what I thought at first. And then I went to this current season, season four with like Princess Diana and all that. And I really got into it. Really? Maybe it's, maybe it's quarantine or something, but like I, I literally had to like force myself to go to bed. Like all week because I was like, it's really late. I want to watch another one. I was totally into it. Well, I think that because we know Diana and Charles personally versus like, you know, Queen Elizabeth, who we know, but like not really. Yeah. It becomes yeah. a little bit more salacious, which, you know, is yeah. my favorite word. So uh, <laughs> I would, I'll give it a chance. There's so much that I have to watch that I'm, I'm overwhelmed. I yeah. muted the word undoing on Twitter because I don't want to be spoiled. Have to watch the undoing. I might do yeah. that tonight because it's only like five hours, I think. Um, yeah. I really want to watch the new Bollywood Housewives show on Netflix. I think it's oh, called The Real that? Life of Bollywood Wives or something. Oh, it's basically, no it's an Indian version of The Real Housewives. And oh, my really? mom, my mom every day has sent me these frantic texts about how obsessed <laughs> with it she is. And then constantly saying, I love Indian culture like I, I keep getting these emails my mom keeps going I don't know what's come over me I love Indian culture and I'm like well it's one of the most beautiful intelligent yeah. stunning it's like what is even American culture versus Indian culture which has gone back right, for right. like thousands of years and their clothing and the oh, the whole look you know what I mean so of course she does yeah. but I think that's nice well listen Dan um follow Dan at Dan underscore acting Dan has a big announcement coming up soon which we're definitely going to talk about I'm waiting until it's official Dan to say anything yeah I know I mean I'm hoping things are in the works as of today so do you think by next week even I hope so next week would be great wow in two weeks for sure okay Dan has a big thing coming up, which I'm very excited to tell you guys about. And uh, if you'd like to follow me at Mishkal, our guest today is someone I've known him for years. He's just literally one of the most brilliant performers I know. Uh, Choreographer, funny, adorable, Dom Kelly. Let's talk to him now. I am over the moon to welcome my guest today, who it's funny because I have been friends with you, Dom, for how long? Basically, since you started dating Ben. How long ago was that? That was six years ago. Oh, my God. Six years. I know. And now you, it's so funny because I, I know you as Dom, but really the world knows you as Dom Kelly, choreographer extraordinaire. Of sorts. <laughs> yes, definitely. Uh, they do know me as Dom Kelly choreographer. I feel like that's like what you are known for, Dom. And while I have known him as the partner to one of my dearest LA friends, Ben, uh, he is just such an incredible talent. You're so gifted that it actually is mind blowing. I don't think I often absorb how 
un-be-fucking-leafable you are. He not only is, uh, well, you did movement coaching for <laughs> Meryl Streep for the prom, but you have worked on, I mean, stop me if I'm getting anything wrong, The Masked Singer. Yes, correct. Dancing with the Stars. Yes. Lip Sync Battle. Yes. Did you do the Tom Holland umbrella thing for Lip Sync Battle? No, I wish. I was around for um, my biggest uh, lip sync battle memory was the MJ episode. So we had Laverne, we had Haley Steinfeld, we had NPH, we had Taraji. Oh my God. Like it was a big, big production here in LA. All of those names I knew from their nicknames except for Haley Steinfeld. Because if you would have said Haley, I would have thought Bieber. And if you would have said Steinfeld, I would have thought Jerry. So you did the right thing, but everyone else was like NPH, Laverne. Like I knew everybody, but Haley Steinfeld, you need both names because otherwise I'm going, boom, Um, you, uh, I mean, you're, we're going to go through all of your things. You've worked with some of the greatest artists. You genuinely do not stop working and you can follow uh, Dom on um, Twitter and on Instagram at Dom Kelly. Uh, but Dommy, it's so good to see you. You look so handsome. How are you? Thank you. I am great. You know, um, of course, I feel bad because of the pandemic, but for the introverts club, it has been great with no social obligation. I can just stay home, self-care, bundle up, <laughs> eat all the food, not care what I have to put on. Haven't worn pants in months. Like, it's Are great. you wearing pants right now? I do like to ask my guests. I am. I'm wearing a cheetah print. Ooh. <laughs> Something festive for the oh day. Oh, my God. I love when people hide festive bottoms. <laughs> By the way, Festive Bottoms is a company name. And if you don't take that and run with it, you're not, you're not a good business. Or it's a bar. Or it's a bar. <laughs> festive Bottoms and Festive Tops. You could have a bar split into like almost like in the Chabad temples, men and women. You know, you could have the Festive Tops and then you have the Festive Bottoms. And it could be whatever you want it to be. Style of dress. Style of of um, intimacy. I'm trying to be ladylike mm. here for you. I forgot to mention the biggest thing you have happening. So the prom is at December 11th, and then Dom is the choreographer for the new Mariah Carey. It's Apple Plus, Apple Plus Mariah Carey. Very, what is it, very Mariah Carey's magical Christmas special. magical Christmas special. Is it possible that I've gotten so much dumber since the pandemic? Do, do, before we get into your gift. Do we think it's possible I've just gotten very stupid? I think it's happened. No, I, I'm in the same boat. I couldn't spell ambulance the other day. So I just think it's like... You should have called <laughs> the one. The more you stay inside. The, <laughs> they're too expensive. I, I know how to spell Uber, though, oh, yeah. just in case. <laughs> I'm going to kill you. Did you need an ambulance? Was that where you were Googling? What happened? No, I was just all of a sudden going like, there's so many random words in the English language that are weird, like ambulance. And then I went to go spell it, and I was like... <laughs> car that takes you when you're hurt <laughs> so i'm clearly losing all skills I'm so it's a, you, it's a thing i've gotten very dumb i i really used to pride myself on like quickness and you know come retorts i was the retort queen and like lately it's almost like i don't have energy to retort i'm done retorting i need ginkgo or something i need somebody to just blow it up my nose like dolly parton or That's something beautiful. like just just into the ether. You should have Ben do that for you. I don't know why. That's the easiest request, by the way. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. That needs to happen. Let me write that down. Please write it down. <laughs> by the way, one thing also about Don that I love so much is he's low-key, probably the funniest person I follow on Instagram. Like your Instagram posts, even just now that you learned how to spell, you're, you're so hilariously funny. I have <laughs> so you. many questions about the dancing community. You're the first choreographer we've had on our show. Oh, well, well, well. It's really true. And, uh, 
I mean, what is, cause I know, for example, like models in fashion, right? Uh, of course, mm-hmm. I of course would know models in fashion. Look at me for God's sake. I'm in gap leggings. I mean, you're high fashion. I'm high fashion. Tall. You're giving tall. I always give height first and mm. foremost, as do you. How tall are you? Six one. Oh, I really thought you were taller than me. No. You give off. Well, I haven't worn a heel in a while, so that's probably why. <laughs> you give off long, very long, and inc- incredibly lean. You've got your body is just incredible. I hope it's all right for me to say. Thank you. But um, thank you. No, of course. I don't even know what the hell I was saying just now. We we're talking about. I'm telling you, I'm mentally broken. You said choreographers. Something about I'm the dance. First one. Oh, models, high fashion. I find that uh, designers and models can be much funnier than comedians. Like comedians mm. who are paid to be funny when you're around them in social situations, not all of them, some are hilarious, but oftentimes they're kind of downers. And then when you're around people who are not <laughs> in the business, meanwhile, that's why I have like no friends, but when you're around people who are not in the business, they can be funny. Is choreography a funny profession? Cause you're very funny. Thank you. I think sometimes you have to laugh everything off because you are always in a high pressure situation. There is no moment where you're just chilling as a choreographer. And um, ironically, like I Googled it a long time ago, back when I could spell, and it is the most competitive career out there in the world, in the world, like choreography. And I was like, great. Thank you, God, for picking me to do this. How did Well, that, by the way, shows just how incredible you are because of how successful you are. But when you, you know, obviously, you, I'm assuming you went to school for dance. Like, tell me a little bit about how you even, were you like just a kid who liked to dance? Because I think that you're born with a gift such as the one that you have. Like, it's something that innately you just had. Thank you. This is the plot twist of all plot oh, twists. No. So I actually went to dance school for three years and then I became a professional at 12. <gasps> oh, my God. So I was a little bit of a child prodigy. I went on my first tour in Europe called uh, Black and Blue. Uh, and then after that, I went to do Bring the Noise, Bring the Funk tour. So like I was touring for five years and I was homeschooled. Oh, my God. You know, I never knew that about you, that you were like a little mm-hmm. Mozart of dance. I did not know. Um, mm-hmm. And I saw also you had a credit in your paragraph here uh, that you were part of Five Guys Named Mo, which I actually saw the West End production with my mom many years ago. Oh, yes. And we loved yes. that show. Oh, it's just the most fun. It's just literally no major storyline, just singing and dancing. And sometimes that's what we all need. That, literally, that's all I want out of a live show. I don't need plot. Mm-hmm. I don't need... You know, suicide attempts, certainly. Uh, please just give me... Story Shmori. Yeah, Shmori Povich. Give me just a straight up <laughs> concert. You know what I mean? Give yes. me what yes. I paid money for. So wait, you were child prodigy. Was it hard? I, I always wonder with kids who are homeschooled. Because you look at all these little mm-hmm. actors, like a Haley Steinfeld is an example. Um, it's always going to come back to Haley for me this whole episode. Just warning you. Oh, I love it. I love a theme of variation. Oh, we love it. Did you really learn? Like, who, who, did you have a coach? Was it your, a parent who was teaching you? Who was homeschooling you? My father. And we did, um, ironically, looking back on it, we did this conservative Christian out of Pensacola homeschooling, like, um, schedule. Like, they basically sent me all the tests, sent me everything that I needed to do. And back in those days, we had to carry around a TV with a VCR attached oh. to it and carry around all the videos. Like all the 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 cassette, not the cassettes. See, getting dumber. No, too. that is a good um, VHS bas- tape. VHS. Yeah, we enough, had to carry around you. all those things, yeah. and I did basically like six days of schoolwork because we traveled on the seventh day. And I do have to say, because of school, of course, musical theater, yada yada yada. Growing up being gay, I was bullied. I always loved to learn, but I didn't like school. So for me, this was perfect, and I love being around adults. 
I, I hate that you were bullied. Um, and I always think the kids who are bullied, I also was bullied. The bullied kids always go on to be great. Not always, always, but it, it tends to be a common theme in just the history of life that mm-hmm. I think other average children recognize someone special and want to put that person down. Um, yep. you know, and there's just greater things happening. What year did you start homeschooling? Like how, what grade were you in? I, that was 1995. So sixth grade, I believe. Oh my God. Sixth or seventh perfect grade. perfect age so, to get out. <gasps> it was wonderful. And then I went back for my senior year of high school, which was wonderful. And you were obviously I so hot because you're like a famed tour dancer. So when you went back for high school, it, I mean, you were the new kid, I'm guessing, but like, were you just like all of a sudden Mr. Popular? Like, did people love you? Well, my mother was the principal, so I went to the charter school, <laughs> and there was only 35 graduating seniors because it was a small school. So I basically walked in valedictorian, so I kind of took that as my gap year because I was like, oh, this is easy. <laughs> Ugh, okay, whatever, you know. By the way, I hope one of the other kids from your class listens to this to be like, wait a, wait a minute. He walked in valedictorian. Like, I would be so pissed <laughs> if I just heard you say that. Like, what kind of charter school? Oh, they were. They had to be angry. They were. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Oh, my God. But I mean, what can you do? And did you go to college for dance as well? Where'd you go to school? No, another plot twist. I originally went to I went to UConn, go Huskies, because I'm from Connecticut. And um, I was on a partial scholarship for animal science. So I got in for animal science. And I used to shear sheep. Oh, my God. I used to be. mm -hmm, I I used to show the sheep. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I did all of those things. And then once they told me that I wasn't able to dance and be animal science, I said, oh my gosh, thank you. This has been great. So then I switched to uh, mass media communication. What absolute fools. I mean, imagine what you would be like if you could shear a sheep while like tapping, like Mariah's show would have been the better for it. Honestly, you know what's funny about this? I've known you for years, but we've never had a one-on-one. I think this is the first time that I've ever really gotten to like truly know you. And I'm kind of embarrassed that it's taking so long. I love it. I mean, everything's supposed to happen when it's supposed to happen. I mean, put it this way. We're always laughing when we see each other. So why would we have time to talk about that? That's very true. We're literally always laughing. I know that's, you know, you're right. Because I feel like when people don't have a connection, that's when they're like, tell me about where you grew up. And then it's, you know, dear Evan Hansen. Then we're dating and then we're on a date and it's weird. I I remember when we dated. You know, it's a funny time for us going to crazy Rocky sushis. Mm. (laughs) Yummy. I got chicken teriyaki. (laughs) Teriyaki. Uh, I had I have some more questions though. I I really am I'm enjoying this because you know it's funny. I feel like if I hadn't become a comedian, I would have loved to have done something also with animals because I just feel so connected. I've always felt very connected to animals and uh I always think even though it's not true that they sense that I'm kind. Like I'll tell people that I'll be like, "Oh my gosh, animals know that I love them and that I'm kind." And then I'll try to show off. This happens every time. I'll be like, watch. (laughs) And I'll be sitting somewhere and I'll be like, hey, like to a cat. Happened to me this weekend. I was in Cardiff in Wales, which is the hometown of my idol, Shirley Bassey, for the record. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. um, we saw a cat on a fence and it was like, just like walking along like the door of a fence. And I was like, watch, watch how this cat loves me. And I walked over to like, say hi to it. And the cat immediately jumped off and his feet then slammed the fence directly in my face. It was a TikTok moment sadly uncaptured, but it would have been just uh, an incredible, it would have really put me over the top as far as followers go. The point is animals don't give a fuck about me, but I've anthropomorphized them so deeply. You know what I mean? That I'm Mm, like, well, clearly they know that I'm like so gentle. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I'm in the same boat. I'm more of like a, a wave to animals, like a, Hey. And then when they come over, I was like, are they going to proselytize or we're just going to have a moment? Do you want me to feed you? 
Like, what is this? I mean, and the funny thing is, the hard thing about animal science is you kind of have to love all animals. And I didn't really get down for cats or horses. No. I didn't trust them. Didn't trust them. You, wait, it was very cats? Hard. Horses, I get. Cats. I, horses, I get. I think it's because I am a cat myself. Like, I'm very particular. I'll come over to you if I want to. I can be a little moody. Yeah. So, you know, game recognizes game and we, I can't have two of us in the same space. See, it's interesting because I'm the same like you where people think I'm like always like over the top annoying, but actually privately I can be qu- quiet and I like alone time as well, much like a cat. But I, f- mm-hmm. I, I fuck with cats. I love a cat. Now, if a horse came over to me, unless it was Mr. Red, my idol, if a horse uh-huh. came over um, to like snuggle, I wouldn't want that. Even like quiet or loud, like it's just not, I don't want like the hooves around me. Horses will kill you. Truly. Yes, they will. They will stomp or kick. Stomp yes. or kick you, like literally flat cat you, like on an episode of Hoarders. You know, and I'm just not, I can't do it. I don't like those odds. Well, you can say that again. <laughs> By the way, the name of this episode is You Can Say That Again. Just see, I just came up with that. Okay, so Dom, so you go to school now, you're for dancing. I know that you've done something, and I obviously we're saving Mariah. I almost want to save Mariah for last just because she's so special to me you know, that I don't want to like waste the Mariah story, but you worked on how many of the live musicals did you work on for the networks? I believe I did four. I did, I worked on Peter Pan live. Um, I was the photo choreographer for the Wiz live. I did a commercial for Hairspray live and I was just Grimsby in Disney's Little Mermaid Live. So just in to- so many different capacities. They have roped you in for all of these shows. And I will say, I have enjoyed most of them. Uh, so, I respect that. You know what I mean? Much like the I cat do. horse community of musical theater. Mm-hmm. But weirdly, with Peter Pan, it's funny because I've never been a fan of the show. And like I and, and also frankly of like the guy. Like I just don't like the whole idea of Peter Pan to me is just it's just too creepy. Yes. And I find that people who are obsessed with Peter Pan have some serious they need some serious therapy. Like Of course. Deep seated. Something's going on there. And we always have so many Peter Pan iterations, whether it's a show or a movie or a TV show, and then we're gonna remake the TV show to remake it into a movie. I don't quite understand it, but you know, live your truth. For the people who love Peter Pan. I believe Pan. what we're trying to say is stop normalizing Peter Pan because it's not normal Thank and you. it's creepy and they make me uncomfortable. Understandably. But weirdly, mm-hmm. when I think back to the musicals that have been done, the one that I think back genuinely with the most fond fondness was Peter Pan. And I don't know if because it was like one of the earliest ones to be put on. So it was sort yes. of in a way like comically bad, but then very endearing because of that. Do you know what I mean? I know you can't say anything like that, but you get what I'm saying. There was something very sweet about it in the end yeah the good thing is that was back when everybody had time to actually rehearse because you know when you have celebrities they have their celebrity schedules so a lot of times a lot of people aren't there the whole time now when we did peter pan all of the celebrities were there the whole time so we got to bond christopher walken yeah (gasps) yeah we all got to bond we got to tap together we got to talk we got to eat together so it was a little bit more of a family atmosphere so what we may have lacked in other areas, we grew together. A lot of them I still talk to because we were just in the trenches together. Again, like you said, it was new. It was new for us, too. It was new for everybody. So we were still trying to figure it out. And, you know, anxiety breeds friendship. Oh, that's So it my, was just great to get along with everybody. By the way, thank you for right now just carving my own tombstone 
<laughs> that is like literally if ever I were to be buried under a sentence, it's anxiety breeds friendship. No, it's true because you need to like rely and and support other people who are supporting you. Well, you know, I do love me some Allison Williams. She's just uh, she's adorable and so funny. She's amazing. The best. The best. Connecticut. The best. You yeah. didn't have to tell me Allison Williams is from Connecticut. And I consider her, I'm very friendly <laughs> with her. But if ever, if Connecticut, if the soil of Connecticut could birth a person, much like in Lord of the Rings, it would be Allison Williams. She's just, uh, you're correct. You know what I mean, she would say that, correct. by the way. Um, yes. And lovely. Oh, lovely and very funny. And obviously, hilarious. She's hilarious. Mm-hmm. But uh, let's talk about Christopher Walken. So are you trying, are you just saying to me right now that you would go to Crafty and get like a snack? And he'd be like, are there any Nutri-Grain Valley bars? I don't do a good walk-in, but <laughs> was he like at like requesting bananas? Like what, what was that like? Did you have lunch next to him? All the time. What? When I mean all the time, all the time, like whenever, because remember he was a dancer. So whenever we would oh, be yeah. dancing, he would just sit in, in the corner with glee. He'd be tapping a step. I mean, he was definitely one of those people who would come over and tell you a joke jump in the conversation in all the best ways. And we didn't expect it because, you know, you never know how people are going to react to your jokes, to your personality, you know. And, you know, growing up in the business, you're used to giving people space. But he was the complete opposite. Like, we literally had so much fun. I I, I mean, I'm so shocked. The idea of working with Christopher Walken to me is funny on so many different levels just because, like, imagining him as a normal person who's just like, my Uber is late, I'll be, it's just like funny to think about him <laughs> calling like a driver, you know what I mean? Just seeing him, you know, at like Dwayne Reed, like the idea of Christopher Walken at a Rite Aid to me is a very funny concept. I just imagine him always buying chapstick because he loses his all the time. Loses is his. that true? Like, it's just not, it's not in real life. No, it's just what I imagine. <laughs> Has anyone located it's cherry flavored? I do a horrible walk-in. The fact that I'm even going there is like, true. it just shows you how, how far my career i love your vulnerability (laughs) yeah that's my theme for the your vulnerability you feel it right Mm, i love it um dami we're gonna go to break for episode one because we i want to get i want to really dig into mariah and i want to have time to do it so first of all um dom kelly is the choreographer for mariah carey's magical christmas special which is out on apple plus uh this friday and I I knew it was Friday because I Googled it on my radio show this morning because I've cleared my entire calendar to watch it. Like, I cannot wait. We're going to talk about it in part two. Um, you can also follow Dom. He's hilarious on uh, Instagram and on Twitter at Dom Kelly. It's K-E-L-L-E-Y. And I want to discuss with you in part two also about working with Meryl. I mean, even, which I imagine she's a great dancer. We're going to save all of that. Dom Kelly, you're my star. I love you so much. I love you. All right, we'll see you back on part two. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Midnight Snack with Michelle Collins is executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Produced by Tracy Soren. Original theme music by Gabe Lopez. Cover art by Ben Wiseman. To listen to this podcast ad-free, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcasts.com slash plus. 
Check out video clips of our podcasts on YouTube at youtube.com slash team. And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at foreverdogteam to keep up with all the latest Forever Dog news. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. And that's the episode. We hope you loved it. Again, if you want to hear this show every single day, go to www.patreon.com slash mishcall, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. You can also follow me on Instagram, X, TikTok, all the things, mishcall, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. I'm running myself into the ground for content and I want you to be a part of it. So we'll see you over there. And thanks again for joining us. Bye, guys.